0: Is up, team? Welcome to KM Geekly. I'm Mike Indeglio, and this is your sneak peek at One Geek talking about some of the things getting him through his week into last week. As you might have gathered from our absence last week, I was on vacation. So we took the week off from shows, and then it just so happened that Keith's vacation up to Vermont, as you can see the uh, beautiful bean footage over here, it happened to overlap towards the end of my vacation, and thus I decided to drop uh this geekly here, uh, solo, so that Keith could enjoy his vacation without having to try to cobble some sort of internet from their Vermont wilderness. It does look beautiful. He's having a great time. He'll be back, I believe, tomorrow, and so we'll be able to drop our Deep Space Nine and Strange New Show, although I think s S, if you follow that one, might might come on Saturday this week just because of scheduling issues, but then we should be all caught up and back to normal. So I hope you all had a week, good week off. I want to talk a little bit about my trip, but I'll do that in our weekly rad segment. And so, since it's just me, I thought I'd talk about some things that I I watched on my little vacay and was also reading, which is nice. It's kind of weird that the summer's over already. Actually, if if you had a little vacation this summer or you've just been staycating, uh, let me know what you've been up to. Let me know what you did, what you've been reading, what you've been watching. You can do that in the comments down below. You can also... Give a like and a subscribe if you haven't done so already, and if you're listening to us on the podcast feeds, thank you, and uh, keep doing so. I hope that this finds you well. So let's start this week. You know, this we've talked a bunch on Geekly over the past months about how great this has been for movies in the theaters, and it's really sad because, because of the ongoing writers and acting strike out in L.A., as well as you know, fallout from the storm this past week. I guess lots of release dates and and new filming and writing has all come to kind of a halt. And so we're not going to have a we're not going to have a great fall when it comes to film releases. But at least we got this glorious summer and I hope that things can all get sorted out. We're going to get a lot of reality television shows, a lot of game shows this fall on television. A big Brother started, and that's one of my guilty pleasures my wife and I have been watching. Good season so far. And we'll see what else we get. We're gonna get celebrity this, celebrity that. You know what's coming. Anyhow, it's been a glorious time at the movie theaters, and I've enjoyed being back. And there's only really two major films that I I really wanted to see in in theaters but didn't get a, a chance to, and I'm running out of time. And those are both A24 releases. And the first was a Korean film, Past Lives, and I do think that is coming to Apple TV relatively soon, so I will be able to check that out. And the other one is, is out in theaters, and I think it's closing its run right now, and it's called Talk to Me. It's an A24 horror film written by some YouTubers that is supposed to be really incredible, the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes scores off the charts. I just haven't been able to put it together, and it wasn't playing anywhere out where I was on vacation and so I'm going to try to maybe get it, to see it this week. I don't know if it's going to be possible, if it's playing in any theaters. I'm going to try. I'm not big into horror films. Well, it's not that I'm not into horror films. It's it's I get scared in the movie theaters, but I am going to try to watch that. And if I don't get a chance, I'm sure it'll be on home video, and I'll check it out in this Halloween spooky season. <laughs> but what I did get to see, one of the films I was looking forward to, I really had... No expectations, not that they were limited. I just didn't, I went in pretty clean because it could have gone either way. And I went to see this with my brother and his his two kids, my nieces, who are both teenagers. So I was, I was interested in their take too. And that is the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film, Mutant Mayhem. This is a film that was directed by Jeff Rowe. Screenplay was by Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, Jeff Rowe. Dan Hernandez and Ben Samet, a story by Brendan O'Brien, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, Jeff Rowe, based on those characters by Laird and Eastman, and uh starring a bunch of of actual kids, I think. Actually, uh, so we got Micah Abbey, Shamma Brown Jr., Nicholas Camtu, Brandon Noon, A.O. Iberi, Maya Rudolph, John Cena, Seth Rogen, Rose Baird, Natasha Dimitru, uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Jackie Chan, Ice Cube, Paul Rudd, Austin Post, Hannibal Burris. Incredible voice acting. Now, listen, as a child of the 80s, the original TMT toys and TV show was my absolute jam. And what I loved about it is that it really, in, in a way, captured the feeling and vernacular of being a kid at that time. There was an adolescence, there was a joy, there was an innocence that they had that I really enjoyed, Uh, And, you know, the plot was thus that, look, there's some secret ooze, there's some stuff. These turtles turned into ninjas. It is what it you is. Don't think too hard about it. And it just captured a carefree innocence that I just always loved. I I loved those Playmates toys. And I'm actually kind of itching to start picking up some Turtles toys again. But anyway, didn't know if this movie was going to be too adult. I know Seth Rogen's comedy can generally be kind of... uh, crass, crude. I love it. I think he's hysterical. I love his films, but they don't generally, it's not the first thing you, he's not the first one you think of when you think of, you know, kid movie. I also thought maybe this would go too kid. You know, they might go too far the other way. Could they ride the line is the question. And I'm here to report, I think they did. I absolutely loved this movie. Now, my brother had some trepidations and I've heard some other folks had some trepidations about the art style. The art style is very whimsical. It's very, it feels as though it was hand-drawn by maybe uh, with with thick, bold lines, and, and I and it's choppy. It's, it seems like the frame rate is not consistent, and that's a design choice. And I, and I could see where it might give some people pause, but I actually thought it was very effective. Now, it's nowhere at the artistic level of and across the Spider-Verse, like I mentioned I loved in Spider-Man, but i do think it's very it's very good. i also like the design of the turtles. they're not as uniform as they usually are. they're very they're unique in their own ways. they don't have as defined personalities as they do in the television show back in the day or even the new nickelodeon show that i had seen. but for the most part, they're very funny and and the script is actually pretty great. it it rides the line of there are some quote-unquote adult jokes, but they're few and far between. In fact, I would say that for the most part, I talked to my teenage nieces. They felt that I asked if they thought the turtles talked like them. Did these sound like people you know? And they, they thought so, yes. They turned April O'Neil instead of an adult human reporter into a sort of alternative high school student who's going through some things, who's being bullied, who is kind of an outcast, who is sort of having trouble fitting in socially which which kind of gels with the themes of the movie which is that tough time in life when you're trying to find your people and your tribe and you're you're waffling between being who you are authentically and and trying to blend in and it's I just think it's really a great script it's a great story it doesn't overstate it's welcome the bad guys aren't stock bad guys they're actually it's the main, the main big bad, actually played by Ice Cube, hysterically, a great performance. It really has a, but an empathetic journey. I mean, he's a bad guy for sure, but you can understand where he's coming from. And the henchmen, who are usually just henchmen, actually have agency and purpose in this film. And the turtles are just their journey is 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 pretty great too. And in Splinter, instead of being sort of an all-knowing ninja type, is just a dad, a single dad trying to get by and and do right by his kids. Incredibly played by Jackie Chan. And I thought I thought the parental themes and the the themes of kids trying to respect their parents but also forge out on their own is was really great too. All in all, this movie's great. I think if you have any affinity to the Turtles back in the day, I think it does justice to that. Now the movie is short, and I think it plays much more. It's it's not epic, like you're across the Spider-Verse either, but it's much more feels like a, a a pilot for a new television show, which I think is actually happening. And if that is the case, I am absolutely psyched because I think it's going to be great. I'm really in. And I'm back on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, bandwagon. So um, my hat off to Seth Rogen and team for a really fun movie what I think is a great new take, a new spin, a contem- very con- feels very contemporary of a take on the on the turtles. And I think when it comes to your streaming, whatevers or TV, check it out. I think I think I think you're gonna like it. So I give it the big thumbs up, and it's great for kids too. So take your kids. So that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I also t- want to talk to you quickly about a book that I read. I think it was on a, a bunch of best of the years last year. So I'm not gonna you know act like this is something you probably haven't heard of. But it's Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin, and I've, this has been on my to-read list for a while, just haven't gotten to it, but since we were out uh, up on the lake for the past week, my wife and I started kind of book clubbing it, which is fun to do. And this is a, a great novel. I haven't read any of Zevin's other work, although it apparently people are huge fans, and it's a uh, inspired by real-life games and events such as the, let's see, Zevin has stated some of the, oh, this is just a background story, I'm reading from Wikipedia. But it is uh, basically the story of three major characters. I haven't finished, by the way. I'm about, just about at the halfway point, but I think it's enough to weigh in. They are game developers, Sadie Green, Sam Mazur, and this producer slash friend of theirs, Marks. And it is looking at their career as game developers, but also how they met, how their friendship de- uh, developed and perhaps dissolved. It seems to be where things are going. I'm really loving the imagery. I'm loving the characters most of all. Their relationship is forged through play, which I think is how many of our friendships began and how friendships and business partnerships can intersect. Where does romance meet? There's so many themes. I really hesitate to give too much away. I'm just kind of in love with all of the characters. And I'm really, halfway through, I'm really excited to see where things go. Already I'm underlining multiple quotes and paragraphs because I think they have, has a lot to say about growing up and the promises we make and the promises we're actually able to keep once we start to learn how life intercedes. Really great book. I'm really enjoying it. It's available everywhere. It's people are loving it. I don't think I'm this is a fresh take by any by any stretch. But uh check it out. That's tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin last thing I wanted to talk about. As far as media goes is a show I checked out. Now you look longtime listeners of the Pod will know that I'm big into the, the the true crime and especially the culties. I love the cult stories. So Netflix dropped a new cult show <laughs> called "How to Become a Cult Leader." This is, I think, it's four or five part series uh, that each each episode loosely focuses on a different cult leader, but it's being told the, the sort of the framing device is that it is a guidebook, a how-to. They did one called How to Become a Tyrant. I didn't watch that. But, well, oh, I should say it, it's directed by Ron Merrick, Tim Rausch, and Greg Franklin. I don't see, uh, Peter Dinklage is narrating, and there's a, a bunch of, I don't see, let's see, what credits do we have for writing? Do we have any writing credits? We don't here, let's see. No, but you can check that out. Uh, long story short, the the, the framing devices. It's a how-to. There's a lot of snark. There's a lot of uh, tongue-in-cheek and wink, wink, uh, as they are trying to show the the terrors of cult leaders and the the damage it can do. There's a ton of authors and former cult members who are giving first-person accounts to. These various different sects. So, the, you know, I will commend it for using a lot of first person accounting. However, the problem for me is I much more would prefer a straight documentary, a la the Branch Davidian documentary we saw not long ago on Netflix. The, 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 it, this comes across, it's very stylized. It's all. Uh, it's too much. I guess is what I'm saying. Give me more information and less snark and less your style. It's it's it leans so heavily into the the how to become a cult leader guidebook type framing that it it takes away from the actual seriousness of it. And I just it none of it worked. The tone did not work for me. It's very off putting. I got through two episodes and just thought this. I'd rather wait for more specific documentaries on these various things. It's not that it's not taking that it's it's poking fun or in any way being disrespectful to the people who might be victims of these cults but it's it's touching that line i think it's that it gets it's it's that heavy on the tone so i just didn't i really wanted to love it too but i just couldn't i couldn't get past the, the the vibe the vibes weren't for me so, uh, I can't give a recommend to How to Become a Cult Leader, but I wanted to mention it because I know it's, it's up there on the Netflix now trending or, or top tens, uh, at least it was as this past week. And I just, it wasn't for me, which sucks. Uh, also Hard Knocks is out. I didn't get a chance to check that out, but that is also on my to watch. So maybe we'll, we'll see how that went. So anyway, that is my, uh, what I've been watching and reading and, and, and so, uh, There you have it. So we do still have our weekly rad. And I went up to Long Lake, New York this past week. That's where I spent. My wife's family, her dad, had built a little teeny cabin on this 10-acre parcel up in Long Lake, New York, which is about 45 minutes to an hour from Lake Placid. So it's way north in New York, uh, not far from Lake George, uh, it's in the Adirondack Mountains, which is a place I had never visited before I had met my wife. It's a small town. They've got, like, two ice cream shops, one restaurant. It's just—but you're on the lake, so kayaking, boating. And we just had a great time. My brother-in-law rented a, a house. So the cabin that my wife's family has is sort of—I don't want to say it's in disrepair. It's not. It's just—it its it needs a little bit of TLC— and so we don't generally stay there. There's an outhouse. We do have running water and electricity, but we've recently, in recent years, I've just gone up to, and my, we've rented a house with my brother-in-law's family, and we kayak, and we boat, or we swim. We just generally hang out, play cards, you know, like you do on the, in the mountains. And this year, uh, the big big news was uh, that I flipped a canoe. Not a canoe. I flipped a kayak twice. It was very embarrassing, I was on a heroic mission to save a, a a chair, a lawn chair that had fallen into the to the lake. But turns out, it, what I found was not that chair. It was just like a bag, and I reached for it and I fell over and, and then I had to paddle back to the I had to swim back to the dock and then I emptied the the kayak and I tried to get back in and I flipped it again. It was very embarrassing, but that was my that was my 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 big claim to fame for the weekend or for the week. My brother-in-law caught the screen door on his foot and needed stitches. We had to drive him an hour and 10 minutes to the hospital, which was a, it was eventful. And uh, Codenames was the big game of the summer, man. Codenames is awesome. If you've never played Codenames before, it's basically a two-team game where you're trying to use one word to intuit a collection of other words to your team and link them together. It's very fun. You should check it out. Code Words is a great game if you've never played it. But I guess my weekly rat is, is just time with family. And my nephews who, who are up there, my brother-in-law's kids, um, are growing up and it's, it's sad to see them growing up, but they're still at such a cool age and we are playing baseball together and they showed me how to play Fortnite. And it's, it's just awesome to decompress, put your phone down for a couple days and just spend time with family. And force yourself to get to know who they are now. Not who they used to be, not who you hope they will become, but who they are now. And that's, that's that that presence is a gift. And I was really glad to be able to do that this week. And I'm glad that Keith was able to go up and hang out in Vermont with his family. So I hope he'll have some stories when he gets back. So I guess, you know, my special place growing up was always my grandfather's house down on the Jersey Shore. And I haven't been there in a few years, and I, I hope to get back maybe maybe next summer or maybe sometime in the coming year before the summertime, just to kind of be in that place. And I'm sure everybody has, I hope everybody has that that place. And I'm really thankful to my wife and her family for sharing their place with me and making it sort of kind of my place now, one of, one of my places. So anyway, do you have a special place? Where is it? What do you do there? Let me know in the comments or write in to knmgeekly at gmail.com. Hey, if you love what we're putting out, you can always help us out by becoming a patron, and you can do that at patreon.com slash k Here are our current patrons. Uh, we have lots of fun stuff. We do fun stuff on the Patreon page. we got to get more stuff going up there once we all get back. Uh, things should be pretty smooth coming up. We've got uh, Deep Space Nine this Wednesday. Uh, this weekend, we've got a new, strange new show as we're finishing up season two. We're moving into the second half of season two. And uh, we've got Look at My Star Trek Toys, which is also going to happen this weekend and every weekend. And I think that's about it, folks. I thank you for joining me for this solo edition of KM and m Geekly. You know, don't let anyone yuck your yum. You just keep on doing the things you find fun. And until we all talk again, keep on peeking on.